G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Foundations. How do you reconcile this suffering servant that we spend a lot of time going through in Isaiah 53 in detail? How do you reconcile that suffering servant, Mashiach ben Yosef, with Mashiach ben David, this warrior who's going to come and liberate them? Foundations. Understanding the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. With Robbo Robinson and Mandy Warby. We're working our way through a series on Mashiach, the Messiah of Israel and the world. And for a number of programs, we focused on Isaiah 53 and the detailed description of Mashiach found in that chapter, which is historically who the Jewish people believed Isaiah was talking about. The Jewish people are very aware of Mashiach and they're longing for his return. But when Jesus lived, they rejected him because he didn't come the way they expected. What was their expectation? It seems that there's two messiahs in Jewish thought, And that's what we're going to spend some time learning about in this program. Right up until just, I think it was about 200 years before Jesus, the expectation amongst the Jewish rabbis and religious leaders always was that that the Messiah would come as a suffering servant. But they had experienced so much oppression and um, subjugation and persecution. Going back to the Babylonians and then uh, right up with the Romans when Jesus was born, by that stage, they were absolutely hankering, longing mm. for a a warrior to come and liberate them. So you can kind of understand that mindset. But it doesn't change the fact that there are in all, and we've looked at a lot of prophecies that actually describe what seems to be two completely different personas. That's right. Yes, you've got that, as you say, the suffering servant, but then you do have the warrior um, pictured there as well. And we have touched on this briefly in the past, but we're going to spend the next few programs, in fact, looking at this in more detail and trying to get a handle on, is it actually two different messiahs or is it one person with two personas? Well, the interesting thing is when you look at these specific descriptions of these, and it's two very distinct personages, you'd go, yeah, they're they're two people. Mm. So either he is going to come as one or the other, or it's two different messiahs. Mm. So and then you're kind of kind of scratching your head. Well, which yeah, one is right. it going to be? Yep. Yeah, it's it's um. Is he going to suffer? Is he going to be a warrior? Rabbis discuss this possibility a lot about whether Messiah would suffer or be a warrior. Uh, and these two different messiahs are known as Mashiach ben Yosef, which is Messiah son of Joseph, and Mashiach ben David. He is the Messiah, son of David. So, yeah, we have touched, very briefly mentioned them before. Yeah, so the son of Joseph Messiah, Mashiach ben Yosef. Of course, that is from Joseph the Patriarch. So the son of Jacob, who was sold into slavery and oppressed by his brothers due to their jealousy and hatred. So, of course, he did suffer. He was into prison and had an awful, yeah, probably 10 or 20 years of life that was just terrible. But eventually, of course, he became the most important person in Egypt. He got promoted to prime minister and through that position brought salvation to not just the people of Egypt, but to his family back in Israel and to the whole world. Absolutely. So, yeah, he was a suffering servant who 
obtain salvation for his family. So you kind of go, okay, so this is the personage that Messiah Mm. is going to be like. But then there's another one, of course, because throughout uh, Jewish history, uh, again, as I mentioned before, just up to a couple of centuries before Jesus was born, they were longing for a warrior. Israel had been subjugated from Babylon and then many uh, invasions and occupations. They were desperate for somebody to liberate them. By the time Jesus came under the boot of Rome, and we all know Roman history, they Mm. were brutal in the extreme. They wanted liberation. And so how do you reconcile this suffering servant that we spend a lot of time going through in Isaiah 53 in detail how do you reconcile that suffering servant, Mashiach ben Yosef, with Mashiach ben David, this warrior who's going to come and liberate them? Yeah. And it, we did mention last time when we were learning about um, Isaiah 53 that there are other Jewish writings that were longing for a or expecting a suffering servant. Now, one of those was written by a rabbi by the name of Rabbi Menachem Brod uh, from the Chabad movement, and he wrote a book called Days of Messiah. Now, this is what he said in it. He said, By his suffering, the Messiah atones for his generation and enables every Jew to gain salvation. As it was said, surely he's borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, but he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. I can't help but grin Mm. at that because he's quoting Isaiah 53 that they say now is a description of... Israel. That's right, yes. Amazing. Another one is from the book of Zohar. So this is a book of Jewish mysticism. That's right. But it's describing Mashiach's suffering. And uh, the Jewish sage Nachmanides interpreted the Zohar like this. He said, Because the stripes by which he is vexed and distressed will heal us, God will pardon us for his righteousness, and we shall be healed both from our own transgressions and from the iniquities of our fathers. Isn't that fascinating? Mm. Actually, just what just point out there, he is equating healing there not with physical health, but with spiritual yeah, restoration right. and redemption. I just I find that fascinating that yeah. that was the Jewish mindset and understanding. But yeah, he's talking about the distress of the Messiah was for the restoration, the redemption of his mm. people. Amazing. Okay, then there is Rabbi Moshe El Sheikh. Uh, he said of Mashiach, quote, as he himself desires to carry them, and we through him, as he would not take them upon himself, only he who is afflicted and smitten of God. But when the time will come for him to reveal himself in all his glory, that doesn't sound like a lowly servant yeah, coming. Right. Like at that time is going to be in all his glory. So there's something majestic about this character. Then all will see and understand how great is the strength of the one who suffers for his generation. This rabbi lived in the early part of the 16th century in Turkey and he wrote about a Messiah that he believed was still to come, but that when he did come, he'd suffer for his people, but he'd be coming in glory. Yeah. So he has suffered, but is going to have glory. Mm. Ah, anyway, I get very excited by <laughs> yeah. this stuff. Well, of course, we've spent a lot of time in Isaiah 53 talking about this character, but there are other passages as well that talk about the suffering servant. And one of those is Zechariah 9, verses 9 and 10. It says, Rejoice greatly, daughter of Zion. Shout in triumph, daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, your king is coming to you. He's just and endowed with salvation, humble and mounted on a donkey. I'll cut off the chariot from Ephraim and the horse from Jerusalem, and the bow of war will be cut off. And he'll speak peace to the nations, and his dominion will be from sea to sea, and from the river to the ends of the earth. Now, it's really interesting. The king who is described in this passage, he appears to be a gentle man, bringing peace and comfort and making a complete end to war. 
Uh, he speaks of peace and salvation. He's humble to the point of coming in on a donkey instead of in glorious cavalcade or something like that. And he is basically still bringing in peace. But one of the reasons that many rabbis reject Jesus is because they say he didn't bring in peace. Because last time I looked, we still don't have peace. Mm, But just on this subject, I just want to just divert just for a second. I can remember one uh, one day, a number of years ago, listening to a conversation like a radio podcast type thing from Israel of a couple of rabbis that were having a conversation. They were talking about Mashiach and what he was going to do, what he would achieve, how they would identify him. And one of them just suddenly broke in and said, Oh, and don't forget, when Mashiach comes, he's going to ride into Jerusalem on a donkey. Oh, really? And Ian and I were just about tearing our hair out, yelling at the radio. He already did. Yeah. I mean, they know the scriptures so well about Mashiach. But they have, Paul said that blindness in part, he said this in Romans, blindness in part has come on Israel. Mm. The blindness is not about Messiah or all of the signs. Their blindness is on Jesus, just on Jesus. Yeah, that's right. They recognize everything else, but they're blind to him. Mm. So it's really important, I think, to recognize that, yes, the scripture is describing two messiahs. We have to look at these descriptions and go, which one is it? We're going to continue our study in this next time and figure out which of these messiahs it is. And next time we're going to look at Mashiach ben David. This has been Foundations, a look at the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. For study notes, resources and more, see vision.org.au slash foundations. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.